What's up? This is Patrick at Radicards.com, and it is Friday night, and I figured I'd just kind of get on here solo and talk about some stuff. So let's get right into it here. So, you know, I do a lot of like eBay research. I'm constantly on eBay looking at stuff, just part of my day to day. It's something I do for blogging and obviously for the podcasts and just whatever else. Some of you already know this already, I'm sure, but uh, I, you know, I started to look at kind of the stuff on my watch list and. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that comes through the pipeline and I, I don't get to it and it sells. And I'm like, ah, darn it. I should have bought that. But then I'm like, you know, I mean, if, if I wanted it, I would have bought it. So it wasn't like a big deal. But sometimes I'm just not fast enough because of one reason or another. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm like, well, that's, you know, kind of expensive. So maybe I want to put that money toward this or put this toward, you know, the savings account, whatever the thing is. And so, uh, eBay doesn't wait, <laughs> you know, people are going to go and they're going to buy things just like I would. And, you know, it's my loss, but you know, there's always something to look at on eBay and I shouldn't have to worry about or make a big fuss about not getting something. There's always stuff to buy on eBay. There's never a, a shortage of cool, interesting things that surface, um, on a day-to-day -day basis. So yeah, then I was looking at auctions like, um, you know, the concept of, of how to list an auction the right way. So like, let's take, for example, how to list an auction that has an OBO option the right way. I was perusing eBay a couple of days ago and came across a listing for a card that I need, a Frank Thomas card, and it's number to 10. And I was like, well, great. You know, there's, it started at 99 cents OBO. And I'm thinking to myself, well, great. Maybe I'll, I'll place an offer. So I, I, I floated an offer out. It wasn't even an hour later that my offer was auto-declined because a bid came in. And I got to thinking, I was like, well, that's not a great way to have an OBO option on, on an eBay listing. Because if, if, if it's 99 cents, obviously it's going to garner a bid. So why even bother putting an OBO option on something like that. If you want an OBO option to have like meaning and some teeth behind it, start your listing off at a, at a pretty sizable bin that makes sense even to a buyer and then have an OBO. That way, let's say it's like a little bit higher than market or what you think a market might be and you have an OBO and you can start fielding um, offers that come in and the only way that uh, some your your offer would be auto decline would be if someone just hit the bin outright, paid a little bit more than market. Let's just say that gives offers a chance to have some lifespan before they get shot down, right? So, um, I was kind of sad by that, but now I'm like watching this thing, and I even emailed the message to the seller. I was like, "Hey, my offer is still on the table if you want it." He's like, no, I mean, I've already gotten offers of this amount. And I was like, that's cool. Like, what do you want to get from it? And he's like, well, I'm probably just going to let it run because, you know, it's it's garnering a lot of attention. And I was like, that's cool. It's fine. He's like, unless, you know, I, I receive an offer that just blows my socks off. And I'm like, I, you know, good luck. I'm going to watch the auction and just kind of see where it goes. Now, at this point, it's gotten so much attention and some bids and it's, you know, it's kind of growing a healthy following. I don't expect to be able to win this card. I would love to have it. They've only made 10 copies. It's, uh, 
it's it's from 2000 so it's it's pretty old at this point now 19 years at the time of this recording it being 2019 uh, so this is the kind of dilemma dilemma that I that I'm up against with with cards like this with auctions like this when they're you know if you're gonna have an OBO option at least give those offers a chance you know if you're gonna field offers start your auction or your 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 listing out at a high bin with an OBO below it you know that 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 to me makes more sense than saying hey this is 99 cents but I have an offer option. And then person B, let's say let's say his name is Jim. Jim's like, I'm gonna bid on this thing, and he bids, and all of a sudden my offer gets auto declined, auto kicked down. So something I just have to live with. It's just the way the ball rolls, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna make a big fuss about it. And you know, if, if nothing else, I can save the scan of this to my our Pinterest account and just like reference it when I need to like show people, hey, I'm looking for this card. Do you have one of the other ten? <laughs> you know, the card number to ten is kind of interesting because. I might not ever see this card again, you know? So I'm, I'm thinking, gosh, you know, there are other cards number to 10 that will, that I still need. There are other cards I still need, period. So if I don't get this one, oh, that's fine. I mean, I've had a great year already with Thomas acquisitions, so I'm not completely upset. It would just be really nice to add this because it's the last piece of the puzzle that I need in a pretty big puzzle. I remember when I was working on uh, 1998 Leaf, that full run, I think it's like 16 cards. It's a pretty big one. It's got the like two different cards in the set and all those have the different parallels. It took me a while. And I had gotten the plastic Z2 to 20. And then shortly thereafter, I think it was there after or before. I can't remember when I got the other Z2 to 20, but I remember it was like between 2010 and 2012. And I remember thinking like, well, maybe I should try to get this, finish this runoff. I've got the two big cards. And so I started chasing after the rest of the run, and I finally was able to knock out the finish. If you want to see the whole run of these, you should go to radicards.com. Just type in 1998 Leaf in the search function. Um, you actually need to go to radicards.com slash blog and do that because that's where the search bar is located. Um, and then you can see, if you type in 1998 Leaf, you, you'll see the, the listing for the the whole run it's kind of cool i got like the image gallery there you can see the different parallels the fronts of them kind of how they like i don't know you can kind of see comparison that's it's cool i, I enjoyed making that because i wanted to see them all in one place and i think that some people have found that you know, at least mildly helpful <laughs> um, but this kind of gives you an idea of what's available for your player in 1998 leaf assuming you're collecting a player who comes out of that set that set's full of <laughs> awesome awesome players so if you're like in Griffey or, you know, um, uh, Jeter or Ripken, all the classic guys from the 90s are going to be in that set. You know, um, it's just a really cool set. So kind of fun to think about, you know, like finishing off, polishing off kind of a big run. Um, the 1998 Leaf was a big one. 2000 Pacific Prism, that's another big one. That's, that's it. I mean, these are lengthy. Another 2000 Pacific Prism is another one where if you go on to Cards the blog you can you can t search for that and i've got a, a visual directory of that uh, set as well. all the different parallels you can you can find for your player assuming that you're working on that set let me see if i can go here now and see if i can find it myself yeah oh yeah here it is 2000 pacific prism baseball pattern identification guide this was fun to make 
Really dig this set a lot. It's so cool. It took me a while to get these cards together. We've got 15 different cards here. Yeah. So some of the, these all have different print runs. And some of them are hard to distinguish. And, and if you don't know what you're looking at, you know, interesting thing about 2000 Pacific Prism is that there are, let's see, five cards in the set that are serial numbered and all the other ones, the other 10 are not. So you have to distinguish and identify what the other um, 10 cards correspond to what patterns. Like, you know, if you look at a, uh, a price guide, it'll say, oh, you've got the holographic purple on 99. Well, of course you know that because the card has a serial number to 99 on the card. But if you're like looking at a card and it's the Rapture Silver and you didn't know it's the Rapture Silver, you might think it's the base card. There's no print run on that card. So you'd have to know <laughs> what that pattern looks like. Now, if you go to radicards.com and you look at this, this gallery, 2000 Pacific Prism Baseball, I show you what all the different patterns look like for 2000 Pacific Prism. And it took me a while to get them down. I had to like do research and like compare my stuff to what's out there. And then I had to like, kind of just like play around, get my feet wet uh, with this set for a number of years to really figure it out. You know, it's, it's sets like this that are really intriguing to me because um, they require a little bit of legwork to get them down. Obvi you know, another set that comes to mind that's like this, 1998 Pinnacle Epics. That set, oh my gosh. So that set's interesting because, um, well, you've got a, a like four different runs, pack-issued stuff. We're, we're going to not bring in the bankruptcy stuff right now, but talking about the, the, the pack-issue, the four different styles you can get, well, at least for Frank Thomas. he's This is one of those sets that, depending on the player, they might be listed in like the play uh, set will will be featured pack issued for say a certain number of players. And then the moment ish, a pack issued uh, set will be featured uh, for a certain different number of players. And then the bankruptcy stuff will kind of turn that in. Like if Frank Thomas didn't have a play card in the pack issued stuff, the bankruptcy releases would be the play cards. Um, and so Anyway, going back to 1998 Pinnacle Epics is such a cool set. What a great set. But when I first started to really dig into that set, um, gosh, I would say 2003 leading up to like 2012, 13, right in there is when I was really learning about it. It's like a 10-year block. Um, I had thought that I had all the different cards. And so I wasn't chasing them. And then I learned that you know, okay, I don't have the moment, but I have it for the all-star emerald. So I was confused, like, does are the moment is the moment emerald, the all-star emerald? And I so I had took me some years to kind of like break down and list out the different like versions that I actually had in my in my collection. And I was like, okay, so I need that I need the moments. I learned that the, the moment emerald has a very short print run. It's super, super uh, short printed. Um, and so I was like, okay. I need that. Mo I need the the moments uh, from the base, the epics, and those were the last three that I needed. I had all the other ones, and I even had the, uh, the the different headers. There were the the pinnacle epics headers, the orange, purple, and emerald. I, I picked up those along the way just because they're cool. I like those; those are fun. And I was like, well, gosh, I need the I need the moments cards, and it wasn't until the twenty eighteen national that I, I acquired. Uh, one seller had the, the the 
the orange and the purple uh, PSA. Now I just offered him. I was like, you know, here's 60 bucks. <laughs> he took it straight out. And I thought I got to think, I was like, man, I need to work on my negotiation skills. I probably could have gotten these, this pair for a better price, whatever. I'm not going to fuss about it. I finally got them. And it's cool that that seller had those two cards sleeved in the Radicards fitted PSA sleeves, which you should buy, by the way, go to store.radicards.com, grab yourself a pack. They're really excellent. I use them myself. I love them. Anyway, going back to it, uh, 1988 Pinnacle Epics. So I, I finally found these the orange and purple moment Frank Thomas's at the National last year, 2018. And I was like, gosh, I don't know when I'm going to be able to find that emerald. I, I had I had seen um, an orange or a purple moment a couple of years ago surface, and I, I couldn't get it or I lost the bid. Uh, I just remember not being able to get it for some reason. I think because, yeah, I, I must have lost a bit on it because I, I, I would have bid on that card. And I remember it sold for like 40 and then the, the orange was like 25 to 30 or 20, like right in there. And I was thinking to myself, well, you know, and the, the, the PSA grades weren't gem men. So I was like, I think 60 is fair. I'm not like ripping anybody off here. This is a fair, fair price. So I was glad to get those in the archive at 60. And uh, then I had a gentleman, a uh, fellow hardcore Thomas collector, um, I had I had learned that he was selling some of his collection. So I reached out to him. I said, "Hey, you know, are you, you know, you willing to part with some more of your collection?" He's like, "Yeah. Is there are there certain cards that you need?" And I I sent him my uh, most wanted checklist that's embedded on the the, the museum arm of, of Radicards at museum.radicards.com. I sent him the link to that, and he actually sends back images of three cards, and it was the. 2004 Bowman Chrome Gold Refractor number to 50, which I needed, obviously. It was 2001 Donner Elite Primary Colors Red Die Cut number to 25. I've been looking for that. That was actually the last card I needed in the six-card run. We'll talk about that in a minute if you want. Well, it's not up to you. It's up to me. I'm going to talk about it anyway, right? So here we go. And that third card was the 1998 Pinnacle Epics Moments. And I was like, gosh, this is great. I get these three cards I've been after for a while. Granted, the Bowman Chrome, I it wasn't like top priority, but it was like still one I'd been specifically after for a while. So I was happy to grab that one. But I was really, really excited to get these other two cards because they finish off runs for me. So, okay, I still need the three Pinnacle Bankruptcy Epics cards. Fair, it's to be completely fair here. Uh, but I, I this this moments emerald finishes off the run of the pack issued stuff i mean i'm super super blessed and happy to have that that card in my collection finally because i've been after it for a while and uh interesting story 20 i think it was 2013 national i was my buddy dan and my buddy ryan and i were all planning on going um like that spring we we're like let's go to the national this year again it's gonna be great because we all went in 2012 uh around i'd say I don't know, May, Ryan dropped out of the running. He had some personal things he had to attend to. And then in June, I had learned that my brother's and his wife, his now wife's wedding was smacked at right on the week of the national. And I hadn't learned that until, you know, like a month and a half prior to the national. I was like, gosh, what can I, how can I, how can I go to this thing for at least a day or two? And come back and get my brother's wedding, you know, because I was, I'm a groomsman at my brother's wedding. So I was like, God, I really want to go to the national. I'd already bought the plane ticket. And I was like, 
I was kind of like sad, but at the same time, I was like happy for my brother. I had these like mixed feelings, you know, because I wanted to be there for my brother, obviously. This is his wedding. Um, but I, I had already planned. To, I was really excited about the going to the national. So I had to drop out of the national um, running a, a couple weeks prior to, to go to, to when I would have gone and um, went, went to my brother's wedding. And I was happy to be there, of course, obviously. But my buddy Dan went and he went by himself and he he found a dealer while he was there. This was Chicago. Uh, I think it was Chicago in 20, 2013. Maybe in Cleveland now, come to think of it. Wherever. It was either Cleveland or Chicago. So anyway, um, he 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 says, hey, I f- there was a booth. The guy was selling all these high-end Frank Thomas cards. And I I want to say he sent me like a picture or or he texted me or... I can't remember what he what happened. I but what I do remember specifically was that after he came back, a lot of like a a, a run of rare Frank Thomas cards surfaced on eBay, and I just assumed that those were the ones that were listed or that were that were on display for sale at the national. I think that was what was confirmed. I think that's what Dan confirmed with me is that yeah, that's the run that was on display. I was like awesome. Well, in that run was a BGS nine five moments emerald the 98 pinnacle epics and at the time i was like i think i have it like i've got i've got the emerald card and then i learned shortly thereafter that what i had was the all-star 98 uh uh, pinnacle epics moments card which is different from the non-all-star pinnacle epics moment card this is get kind of confusing, right? Let me just look at my museum and triple check that that is actually the, the, the case with the identification of those two cards. So the Pinnacle Epic stuff is kind of confusing because there are like a bunch of different patterns and in like uh, insert sets for 98 Pinnacle Epics. And you have to kind of know going in what you've got. Okay, there, there are, for Thomas, there are three different orange cards, three different purple cards, three different emerald cards, and then you've got the different, obviously, the header cards, which are kind of, you know, just, just uh, I guess, cake, right? So you've got the 98 Pinnacle Epics game emerald for Thomas, and then you've got the um, 98 pinnacle epics which one is this oh season emerald and then you've got the moment emerald and that's just for 98 pinnacle epics okay then if you if you if i scroll down here i've got 98 pinnacle plus all-star epics moment that's the one that i have that i thought because i have this one i confused them i thought i thought that i had the, the bgs 95 pinnacle epics moment that was on display and then sold on ebay for like 250 and I was like, I looked at it, I was like, gosh, I already have the card. I'm not going to spend 250 on another one. And then I realized when it sold that I didn't have that card. That was like the rare one. That was the super short printed card. And then I looked at, I reviewed all my epics and realized I didn't have any of the moments. And I was like, well, geez, I really screwed up on that judgment call. <laughs> and so fast forward to 2018 National. Uh, that was 2013 National. I, like I said, I had seen maybe between 13 and 18. Mind you, that's you know, five years, I'd seen like maybe one or two auctions for the uh, either orange or, or, or purple moments. I'm sorry. Yeah, moments. 
and I didn't win them. And at the 2018 national, I was able to cherry pick the orange and purple. Awesome stuff. And so I was like, gosh, all I need is the base emerald moment to get this done. And here we are. So my general, my, my um, gentleman friend of mine, he uh, sold some of his cards. I reached out to him. He says, hey, I've got the emerald. And I was like, great. So I, I flowed him an offer that I thought was fair based on where the market is on the card. And we agreed on a deal and I'm you know doing a payment plan thing and get it knocked out in like you know a couple months, whatever. So I've got these, finally got this into the collection. I was so, so happy. It's such a cool set. And so I wanted to talk about that because that's one of those sets that's confusing. If you don't know what you're looking at, uh, you may, I don't know, uh, accidentally not buy something that you should be buying, right? That's what I did back in 2013. So one of, like I said, one of the other cards was the uh, 2001 Donner's Elite primary colors. There's, there's a blue and there's a red and then there's a yellow. And then there's a blue die cut, red die cut, yellow die cut. They're all pretty rare, all the die cuts, but the yellow one is the only one that is rare not as a die cut um, than it is as a die cut. So let's start with this for a minute. Let's do blue. Blue base, no die cut. The serial number on that is, for Frank Thomas, is 200. The this We're talking about the 2001 Donruss Elite primary colors. Okay, the blue base, non-die cut, to 200. The blue die cut is to 50, all right? The red non-die cut is to 975. That's the most common of all of these. The red die cut is to 25, okay? The yellow non-die cut to 25. So equally as rare as the red die cut is the yellow non-die cut. The yellow die cut is to 75. So this is a really interesting run. I like the cards. They're beautiful. The non-die cut stuff features flat foil. And the die cut stuff is a hollow foil finish. Really, really cool stuff. I began working on this set when I got my first of the six cards in 2003. It's 2003 to 2005 I acquired, one. I think, the red one, the base red. And I've since kind of like kept tabs on, okay, which which of these... I need to get this. I'm trying to get to finish the set. This is a really cool set. I mean, 2001 Donruss just had it. They were they were on point that year. I mean, Donruss was just fan. I've always liked Donruss. I I honestly think they arrived in the 2000s with the 2001 installment. I think that that was just a really well done run of cards uh, for all the Donruss stuff that Donruss was releasing that year, whether it be based Donruss or Donruss Elite. It just really did their 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 game really well that year still working on a few pieces from uh 2001 don russ i really like that stuff a lot though i think it's cool i mean i'm <laughs> i like baseball cards so like obviously i'm gonna like most of this stuff but there are certain pieces that uh i'm actually looking at the museum now 2001 don russ elite tidal waves <laughs> there's a base like i said uh non-hollow foil finish just flat foil it's just the base card number two 1897 but it's actually serial number to 1997 but the first 100 printed are the hollow foil versions and that's just obviously print of 100 they're harder to find i rarely see them they're gorgeous cards though such a cool set man 2001 Don Sleet title waves just an awesome awesome set interesting uh, story about this card is that this was purchased um with a bunch of other cards from the same seller 
and they were lost in transit uh that package and one of the other cards was like one of the pennant fever coppers to 20 i was like oh man lost in transit just my luck i've had so many important cards get lost or stolen in the mail i just i can't tell you it's so heartbreaking for me like there was one instance where well, we'll get to that in a minute so anyway there the the package was lost in the mail and it finally did reach me about a month later and so i was like oh my gosh this is like the coolest thing ever so I finally got these cards in the mail. I was like so happy because I was worried that I was like, man, I, I've been looking forever for this Tidal Waves hollow foil. And the, I don't think I'll ever see another Pennant Fever Copper from that year. And so I was really, really stoked on on getting the package. So going back to this other story that that um, in late 2015, like summer 2015, I'd say, I'd say, yeah, summer to fall right in there. Um, I had been working on a plate run. The only plate run that I have for Thomas at the time of this recording is a 2008 Moments and Milestones, but it's been confirmed that there are, there's more than one plate per card. So like more than one blue plate, more than one red plate, more than one you know cyan, more more than one black. So the 2008 Moments and Milestones plate run is like cool because you can get a run, but it's not a big deal because not every plate is a one of one. If that makes sense. Uh, but anyway, I was working on this other plate run from Panini and I had three of the four and then I won the fourth one. I was like, sweet, I get to finish the plate run. The the whole, the first one ever. My mail gets stolen <laughs> out of my mailbox. So it's like I said, I'm going PO box. I'm done with this. Um, that was, that was the end of it for me. I, I couldn't do uh house delivery anymore. I couldn't trust it. So, uh, gosh, I'm sort of rambling right now. I hope you guys are enjoying this ramble, this Friday night ramble. What else is on the agenda here? I'm looking at the 2001 run. 2001 was a strong year for cards, you know? Not, I mean, we're getting to a place where the game use thing became kind of more mainstream and Upper Deck was all over the board with stuff. It doesn't get nearly as gnarly as 2004, though. Um, 2004, there's probably more products released that year than any year. But then again, I heard last year that there was a product released every week, so it it's might have trumped uh, the 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 volume of stuff that came out in two thousand four. Um. Anyway, that's cool. I like that. I wanted to talk about that stuff. That's fun. These are like just me rambling about stuff I'm digging um, in the hobby and in my collection. So going back to this card online, this number to ten, I'm just watching it and I'm thinking, gosh, I'd love to have it. You know, but if I don't get it, well, what can I do? You know, it's it's probably going to garner some pretty decent attention and that'll be kind of the end of it, but whatever. I've got this, like I said, I've got a lot of great resources through radicards.com that I can um, go back and reference. And, you know, um, this card is in one of those reference manuals. And so I'm like, well, if I don't get it, at least have a scan of it. Uh, a buddy of mine has one of these to 10. And so he let me use his uh, his scan to finish it off. So those are cool. Anyway, I just want to talk about that. I hope you uh, enjoyed this little Friday night ramble. Thank you for tuning into the Radicards podcast and radicards.com. I'm your host, Patrick Greeno. And until next time, enjoy collecting. If you like this content, please subscribe. Thank you. Enjoy collecting.